I love to lie. I know you're <laughs> a dirty little liar. No, I'm just kidding. Why do you love it? I'm just an exaggerator. So every single thing I say is technically a lie by like 10%. So that- I exaggerate everything that I've ever said. That is so true. It is something I've had in my mind. I calculate what I actually think you say when you're like, there's 800 of them. I'm like, okay, so there's 500. Yeah. (laughs) Which is technically a lie, but you also love to lie and you're good at it. I mean, I just like the idea of tricking people. Like I love not only to scare people, but to find ways to play games. It's always meant to be innocent, but it's fun to just see how much you can get people to believe you. It's hard for me to lie because I turn bright red when I'm lying and Mm -hmm. everyone's just like, why are you red in the face? And I'm like, oh God, it's giving it away. Welcome to Netflix's Know It All. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm Mitch Moffat. You might know us from our YouTube or TikTok. We're the ASAP Science Guys and the hosts of this podcast. Do you ever watch a show or movie on Netflix and start wondering about the psychology and science in your favorite shows and movies? Why we are the way we are? That's why we're here, to answer all of those questions. And today we're exploring, why does Mitch always lie to me? (laughs) I mean... Why do we love to lie? What? Okay, look, your haircut is nice. There's just some small tweaks I would suggest. This week we watched Netflix's new film, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I want to tell you a story. It's a story you may think you know, but you don't. He's just a puppet. No, I'm not. I'm a real boy. People are sometimes afraid of things they don't know. I don't understand. You all know the story of Pinocchio. He's a little adorable wooden puppet whose nose grows every time he lies. But this one is a little different. This version is set in Mussolini's Italy. In an interview with IndieWire, filmmaker Guillermo del Toro explained that most other versions of the story are about obedience. In his retelling, he explained, quote, Ours is about disobedience because it's a primary factor in becoming human, and how becoming human doesn't mean changing yourself or others, but understanding. The first step towards conscience and the soul for me is disobedience. Okay, that's pretty deep, Guillermo. One of these things we thought about when we saw the movie was there are times that it's okay to lie, right? Like under a dictatorship, probably a good time to lie. Why do we lie anyway? Like there has to be a good reason for it. The answer is science. It's always science. Science is cool. (laughs) And posted. Now, I have my own opinions about our question today, but it's good to start with the 30,000-foot view. Do we lie? And the answer is yes. Often, I think especially me. (laughs) True. Researchers have discovered that subjects lied on average one or two times a day. Most of these untruths were intended to mask inadequacies or to protect the feelings of others, and some lies were just straight-up excuses. Okay, that's somewhere between 365 to 730 lies per year. That's wild. I honestly feel like people probably lie more than that. And one psychology study found that 60% of people lied at least once during a 10-minute conversation. People seem to be always lying, but not on this show. Do not worry. I just read through that study, too, and found this interesting. So the lies that men and women tell are in roughly the same quantity, but it's what they're lying about that differs. 
One of the researchers said women were more likely to lie to make the person they were talking to feel good, while men lied most often to make themselves look better. Do you feel like that's true? I do. I feel like as a man, (laughs) I lie a lot about making myself feel better so people will, like, give me validation. Governor, I just wanted people to like me. Well, I like you. Come on, Diane. Let's go home. So if you're anything like me, now you're wondering how to tell if people are lying. Yes, give us the goods. Because I really want to know. I like to call thine people out. Okay, so some science studies have found specific things to look out for. So one is changes in vocal pitch. Like a nice voice crack? Yeah, the voice (laughs) cracking, they're lying. (laughs) Unusual blinking or fidgeting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If someone's doing it, it doesn't necessarily mean they're lying, but keep out for it. I love this one. The use of fewer first-person words, such as I. Ooh, that's good. You yeah. don't want to feel like a liar. When yeah, you're they're it. lacking the confidence to say I. A decreased tendency to use emotional words, such as hurt or angry. So I guess they're kind of like making the whole statement just a little more gray. Mm. Difficulty making eye contact when speaking or shifty eyes. I have this for sure. Yeah, if I'm lying, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stare over in this corner. <laughs> I'm going to look at the ceiling fan spinning while I talk to you. The use of self-soothing techniques such as ear tugging, neck touching, collar pulling. This one is hard, though, because sometimes if you just are having an uncomfortable conversation, period. If it's not a lie, even sometimes, you know, you're rubbing your ears all night. (laughs) I'm just picturing you rubbing your ears when you're (laughs) lying to me now. It would be very obvious. (laughs) Just lying to you, tugging on both ears. And then inconsistent gestures or facial expressions that contrast with the message of the content. Pretty much if they start to look a little sketch. They may be lying. So you know how we were talking about how when you were young, you lied. And it's so funny because you can tell kids are lying so easily. Well, it's actually a sign of brain development in kids. If you think about it, it shows that your brain has the ability to realize that it can come up with a way to avoid a problem just by saying something else. Kids generally begin to tell lies in toddlerhood, and almost 100% of kids fib by the time they're six. Fib, I forgot about that word. (laughs) 96% of all children lie. I'd love to meet the ones who don't. (laughs) Only one-third of three-year-olds lie, but more than 80% of four-year-olds lie, usually about once every two hours. Two hours? Oh my God, those kids, they're full of crap. By six, kids lie once every hour on average. Oh my God. That's a lot. That's a lot. Kids don't just come out of the womb lying. That would be absurd. They learn it from somewhere and they actually learn it from us lying adults. If you've ever told your child to pretend to be excited about a gift or excited to see that creepy aunt, you just taught them what's called a pro-social lie. Falsehoods told for someone else's benefit, as opposed to antisocial lies that are told strictly for your own personal gain, the one that men tend to do more. (laughs) But don't worry, it's not necessarily a bad thing. A child psychology study found that children who told pro-social lies had higher performance on measures of working memory and inhibitory control. Wow, it's awesome to be like, okay, when I see my nephews lie, we're okay, we're okay. (laughs) Because in my head, I'm always like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. Red flag. Yeah. No red flags there. (laughs) This one's for an essay I'm writing. Keep it nearby to jot down thoughts. Pro-social lying reflects the development of at least four distinct human capacities, theory of mind, empathy, compassion, and the combination of memory and imagination that allows us to foresee the consequences of our words. 
And it is good to unpack this a little. Like if a kid lies to make someone else feel better, they're now showing that they're worrying about someone else's feelings, which is a good thing. That kid is forming a sort of understanding of how our words can actually impact how other people feel. Oh, I can't wait to have kids and just like make them lie all the freaking time. <laughs> Maybe let's not go that far. But there are times we've seen adults lie more often, too, in the same pro-social way. Studies have found that people are more willing to lie to receive incentives that benefit their entire team rather than incentives that are just for themselves. For example, employees are more likely to lie to their boss about the progress of a project when doing so prevents their entire team from getting in trouble rather than just themselves. Don't worry, we're going to get to that. It's called lying to yourself. <laughs> So now we know there is like positive social benefits to lying to make other people feel better. So it starts to make you think, okay, is lying to yourself also going to help? Kind of ironic that Pinocchio, a wooden puppet, does the most human thing of all, lying. Our dogs don't lie to us. Do rhinoceroses lie? Sharks don't lie. They just, you know, shark it up, eat things. I'm sure you've heard of the phrase, fake it till you make it. I got a new one. It's called lie it till you buy it, my bud. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm workshopping it. Putting it on a mug soon. <laughs> What's your best idea yet? I do love a good prank. <laughs> Cameron Anderson, a psychologist at the University of California, Berkeley, a real nice college down there in the States, showed that overconfident people or people who have a higher sense of self, potentially even lying to themselves, are seen as more competent and have higher social status. He's quoted as saying, I believe there is a good possibility that self-deception evolved for the purpose of other deception. So it's kind of like if you can convince yourself that a lie is true, then you're probably more likely to convince other people, right? Yeah, it's like startup culture when everyone's like, oh, this new app's going to change the world. and It's worth <laughs> this much money. And everyone's like, it is. There's also this one study that I love about lying. So they tracked almost a thousand Australian high school boys for two years. And researchers found that over time, overconfidence about one's athleticism and overconfidence about their intelligence predicted neither better mental health nor better athletic or academic performance. You didn't actually get better results by believing you were great at something, but athletic overconfidence did predict greater popularity. So if you want to be popular at school, just lie about how athletic you are. So that's a good thing about lying to yourself. But if you needed a little more convincing, there's actually evidence that not lying to yourself could hold you back. It turns out that a high accuracy in perceiving the world around you is actually a common feature of depression, sometimes referred to as depressive realism. That's so sad. It's like just being realistic about the world can make you more It depressed. hurts. Like the world can be a dark place. <laughs> so sometimes we have to lie to ourselves a little just to get through the day. That's not the worst thing, is it? Sometimes we tell ourselves our haircut looks great, you know? It's not funny. I, you're too smart to believe that a toy-filled calendar is controlling your life. I'm just being a realist here. You can't be a jerk about it, though. Why are you so sensitive all of a sudden? Hey, I have a question. Just be honest. So before we go, one last little factoid to take you on your day. Did you know you cannot call someone a liar in the English parliament? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm a what? Members of parliament can't accuse their colleagues of being a liar. If they do it, the speaker will request they immediately withdraw any such comment. 
I think the U.S. needs to bring in some of these parliamentary rules. That's for sure. I'd love to end a fight with, I request you immediately withdraw any such comment. That's such a flex. Yeah. (laughs) A member of parliament was actually ordered out when he accused someone of deliberate deception, which is a fancy way of saying lie. (laughs) I love how we absolutely cannot say parliament without (laughs) putting a British accent on. Some MPs have sought to get around this rule by using a phrase first coined by Winston Churchill himself, who once accused an opposition member of using a terminological inexactitude. (laughs) You know what isn't terminologically inexact? What? My appreciation of you, Greg. Oh, namaste. So there you have it. Lying. Sometimes okay. In fact, maybe it's the most human thing we all do. That's it for this week's Know It All. I'm Mitch Moffat. And I'm Greg Brown.